A Chicago church tells us that they are, for Lent, going to be fasting from whiteness. Fasting from whiteness. I was kind of confused when I read that headline, and that's a legit headline from NBC Chicago website. It says, Suburban Chicago Church says, for Lent 2022, it is fasting from whiteness. A member of my church sent me that article today, and I want to talk about it. Let's learn to live, think, and love like Jesus. Welcome to the Matt McMorris Audio Experience, where I hope to help you live, think, and love like Jesus. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking about the church gone woke, because my goodness, is the church going woke. Uh, I did see this article, and I read the article, uh, to be totally honest, and I went to their website to confirm some of these things that uh, the article talks about, and I found it to be an intriguing and interesting article. Uh, There's even a graphic right there on the website that states fasting from whiteness. So it's not just that the media is trying to portray it as something other than what it is. That's what they claim to be doing. And looking into what they meant by it, um, I was a little bit less shocked when I read their website than what the title kind of conveys. In fact, I think it's not necessarily, if, if what I'm reading on their website is true, uh, then their title, I feel, may even be a little bit misleading, which very well could have been the point. Uh, on their website, they explain, quote, in practice with the Lenten spiritual discipline of fasting, our intent was to lay aside our usual frames of reference and open ourselves to hearing the gospel message through the voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color. Our worship services and Lent have been diverse and beautiful. Now, in reading that, I don't necessarily think that, to a degree, that that's all wrong. I mean, having some special services where your readings or your music or whatever comes from maybe a different people group or uh, something of that nature, that can be totally fine. Uh, But it was interesting that they chose the phrase fasting from whiteness, basically calling that out. I also saw a video recording from a church in Iowa where a prayer is being prayed to, quote, God of the pronouns. God of the pronouns. That That's literally, that's what the prayer addresses. And a portion of that prayer, it says this, quote, I am what I am, you say, the great they, the incarnate he and she, the God of trans being, impregnating Mary, fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts. You shatter all stereotypes, making every single person, male and female, Male and female, intersex, non-binary, in your image, exactly in your image. Now, these are just a couple of examples of many that could be cited. It's apparent that uh, in many cases, churches, and, and not that I even believe all of these gatherings are churches in a biblical sense, but churches really are oftentimes now leaving biblical orthodoxy and venturing out into secular ideology and merging the two together. A trend that, quite frankly, has been impacting the American church for uh, 50 years or more. I mean, really, to some degree, throughout our history, but uh, in the last several years, really had had quite an impact. And this isn't the first time. There's been churches throughout history that, uh, when they would kind of move into a, a new location, a new geographic location, where there's a new culture or something, they would maybe 
add some of the cultural elements to their faith uh, in order to kind of appeal to the the broader audience. Uh, I talked about that in a video recently from St. Patrick, who kind of combined their worship of the Irish worship of the sun uh, with Christianity, which is where most likely the the cross and the sun symbol of the of the Celtics has has come into play. Um, so a lot of a lot of times this happens throughout history, but it's happening right now. We're we're literally watching in the United States this kind of cultural appropriation of the church. The church is being taken over by a lot of these woke ideologies. But there's a couple things I want us to to look at when it comes to considering this reality. First of all, I think we can disagree and we can do it lovingly. And and that's the part I think so many of us get wrong is oftentimes churches get up and they say, we got to fight for truth and we got, and, and it's true, but we can fight kindly and we can fight with love. I mean, the Bible talks over and over and over again about love. And I think love is super important and it's often overlooked in, in this, uh, in this Christian context. Uh, I've seen Twitter conversations recently between believers and some where it's non-believers referring to some of these things that just escalated into such ugliness. But Jesus teaches us in Paul's letter to the Ephesian church that we should, quote, speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So there's two super important principles right here, right? There's this idea of speaking truth, but also being loving. Now, I think for some people, this idea of, well, I want to be loving, and so I don't want to call out what I believe the Bible teaches is sin, or there might be somebody that is so quick to call out the the biblical teachings of holiness that they might say, I'm willing to call out their sin, and they're willing to be unloving in the process. And the reality is truth isn't always pleasant. But if I have cancer, I want my doctor to give me the truth, Right. It's actually unloving to attempt to just make me feel better by lying to me and telling me that I'm fine. It doesn't do me any good. I can't make wise decisions about my future if I don't have relevant information. So just telling somebody, well, I don't want to tell them something that might hurt their feelings or something that might make them angry or something. Hey, because somebody else gets angry doesn't mean that I'm unloving and speaking the truth. I can say, thus saith the Lord. And if somebody says, well, you're a bigot, you're, uh, you're a racist, you're this, that, and the other. Those things don't have to be true for them to feel that way. And so I have to just know that I'm speaking truth in love. So being loving and speaking the truth aren't diametrically opposed ideologies. You can be truthful and you can be loving. So I want to be clear that if anyone disagrees with my position on what I believe uh, the Bible teaches about LGBTQ issues or the trans lifestyle or any of that kind of stuff, I don't hate you. I'm not... Phobic. I'm not homophobic or transphobic or any of those phobias. I actually care deeply for you and your soul before God. You may disagree with me and think I'm getting it all wrong, and that's okay, as long as you know that the things I say and do are very much intended out of love for your benefit. So even if you think I'm wrong, I still care, I still love you, and I still want what's best for you. Love does speak truth, but it does so lovingly. In other words, if the Bible teaches that certain ideologies and lifestyles are counter to popular culture, the church has the loving obligation to speak biblical truth to those issues and to those situations. So I'm I'm actually bound by scripture to teach what the Bible teaches. So 
the other thing then is uh, not only do I think we have to be loving about it, but I think we have to be careful to make sure that we say what the Bible says about what the Bible says. In other words, we can't just take the Bible and make it fit um, our ideology or our philosophy or our wishes or our feelings or our, emo- or our emotions. Uh, we have to make sure that we that the Bible says what it says and we don't add or subtract anything from it. At my church, I always preach sermons this way. What does the Bible say? What does it mean? And why does it matter? What does it say? What does it mean? Why does it matter? That's it. Adding to it is scary. Subtracting from it is scary. Uh, I've heard stories about uh, Thomas Jefferson who kind of created his own Bible and he cut out portions of the Bible that he doesn't like. I think a lot of people do that today. Maybe they don't physically cut it out, but they just don't ever go to those places in scripture and teach on those. There's pastors who avoid uh, teachings of the Bible. And oftentimes we add things in. When when the prayer of the church in Iowa um adds to it. For example, male and female, intersex, non-binary, in your image. But the Bible says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. There's a problem when when we add things like intersex and non-binary to that. That's not what the Bible says. And I know there are some TikTok warriors out there who want to say that the Hebrew says this, that, or the other, and and that God was really non-binary, and there's all kind of thing, ways they try to showcase that and prove that. But um, God is a spirit. He refers to himself in the, in the masculine throughout Scripture, uh, and I believe that he created male and female, and I believe those are the things that can be shown from Scripture. It's like the old Sesame Street song. When you look at the prayer of this church in Iowa, the, the woke church, and you look at what the Bible says, it's like that old Sesame Street song that says, one of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. And there's a couple of things in that prayer that just don't belong. So there's a truth that I love you, even if you think that I am way off base. There's a truth that the Bible should be our only source of absolute truth. And there's another truth. You should find a church that elevates the word of God as far superior over the ideas of man. Don't get involved in a church just because they're really nice to a trans community or the LGBT community, unless that niceness is, we love you so much that we're willing to tell you the truth, but we love you. We're not, we are not trying to change you. We're not trying to tell you you're wrong or bad. We're just telling you that the Bible teaches that there's a certain lifestyle that God calls us to when we come to know Christ as our Savior, and that lifestyle is beautiful and wonderful, and we want you to know the Jesus that calls us to that. So the reality is, apart from Jesus, these things don't matter. They don't make sense to people that don't know Jesus, and so that's okay. I don't expect somebody who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus to understand or to think the way that I think on these issues. So as you're uh, considering your church, as you're considering a church to attend, or as you're watching pastors online, be careful to understand that the truth isn't always easy, but it is always loving. And sometimes we have to stand up and say, hey, more importantly than being woke, more importantly than, um, than being super sensitive to the issues of the day is making sure that we're super sensitive to the integrity of the teaching and the preaching of the word of God. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you do me a favor and subscribe? I know that you you probably have subscriptions to a lot of things, and this is one more of them, but I'm really hopeful that this is content that will be helpful and encouraging to you, and that it'll be worth your while to listen to. 
I remember when I was working full-time in a factory, I would listen to podcasts all the time, and I'm trying to create content that will help you pass the time and grow in your walk with the Lord as well. Also, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review. It helps us more than anything else with the algorithms to help make sure this content gets shared with those that would find it helpful and interesting. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Please live, think, and love like Jesus. Jesus.